The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. Hello, everyone. It's great to be back with you on this Sunday morning, just before Election Day tomorrow. I can't believe we're here already. That 40-day campaign is almost over. Oh, thank goodness for that. (laughs) Okay, well, we start this week's show like we do every week with questions from our listeners. And the first one comes from Layla in Thornhill. Y'all set, Dr. Claudia? I'm set. I love these questions. All right, here she goes. Uh, She asks, what kind of pain does a chiropractor treat? How do I find the right chiropractor for me? Should my family doctor refer me? Wow, lots of questions in there. Lots of great questions. And I'm going to start by answering the most important question, finding the right chiropractor for you. So I I like to call it an interview. So if a new patient comes in to see me, the patient has to feel like we are a good fit. You have to feel comfortable knowing that I'm going to take your health in my hands. And now in terms of pain, what can chiropractors treat? We can treat almost any type of pain you have. The most common ones, of course, are neck pain, back pain, uh, mid-back pain, shoulder pain, all of that. But any pain can be treated with chiropractic treatments and chiropractic um, uh, principles in mind. So should your family doctor refer you? I would like to think that family doctors and chiropractors can work hand in hand. And I've been blessed with a team of doctors and physicians who love to refer to myself and all of my um, practitioners because we take your health as our optimum priority. And how do you know, Dr. Claudia, when you have that connection with the patient, with a potential client? You know what? You know, they feel that you are confident and that you know that uh, how to help them and how to get started. And it's about them understanding that I'm always going to be honest with you about what I see and what I find and how much improvement I think I can achieve for you. And what about those folks who feel that maybe a chiropractor, you know, just isn't right for me? I'm a little bit reluctant to take me or take my family there. Right. What do you want to say? to them? So it has changed a lot over the last, I would say, 15 years. Chiropractors are a lot more, uh, uh, there's a lot more utilization, higher in popularity. And it's because of this idea that it doesn't always have to be about the adjustment. And I tell everybody, don't be afraid of the adjustment. I don't need to adjust you. And I likely may not adjust you on the first day if you're that petrified about it or if your muscles are not ready. So it's about having open lines of communication. Our next question is from Joseph in Richmond Hill. He wants to know, how should he feel after a chiropractic adjustment? Should he feel immediate relief? That's a great one, and you should feel absolutely incredible. Now, that being said, you may not feel that incredible if you're having pain that's been around for six months, eight months. And that does happen. People show up eight months later after having suffered for that duration well, sure, of time. sure, we don't go right away. Right. And and you should. So that would be my first recommendation. You will feel relief if the adjustment is administered properly and within the right time. It should not hurt. Um, if you loosen up a muscle and you give an adjustment, you should feel relief. Now, It depends on if it's a disc injury, if there's a neuropathy, if there's an impingement. Nerve pain takes a lot longer. In that case, it's about reducing pressure on the nerve and giving it time to heal and then administering the adjustment. And do you think that if they are feeling that relief almost immediately, can they resume activities as normal right after? Or do you recommend that they take it a little bit easy? So it it, it all depends. Every case is very different. But if it was just that you had a a joint spasm 
orgasm and you ha- you needed an adjustment, then absolutely resume your activities, live your life and do what you love. But if it was from an injury, you might need to take it easy for a while. And that's all what we discuss in our sessions. We are very open and we communicate about everything. When we come back, finding balance of mind, body, and spirit. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and this is the Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKilla. Now, Dr. Claudia, before we take a deep dive into the work of a life coach. I'm hoping we can first talk about the philosophy of your own business, which you've shared with me. It's balance and mind and body and spirit. And you're always reminding your patients and your clients that it's about finding what makes you happy. How did this entire approach start for you? It began when I started to see trends in my own practice with my patients and within my own personal life. You know, we are all struggling for the same thing. And somebody once said to me, we're all running a rat race. And at the end of the race, guess what? We're all still rats. So what are we (laughs) running towards? What are we struggling to accomplish? And at the end of it all, we are all trying to achieve balance. And we should be achieving that balance. It's going to be different for everyone. And it should be different for everyone. But we should really focus on what's going to make us truly happy because that will in in turn create that vicious cycle of health, happiness, mind, body, spirit. Now you said a couple of things here. It's going to be different for everyone and it's also I'm assuming not going to be easy. Never going to be easy. Anything that is requiring of work and is going to be good for you will never be easy. It will be an internal struggle. It'll be an external struggle. You just have to focus on what you really want out of your life and just go for it. Now, we'll have the chance to pick the brain of a life coach coming up. But Dr. Claudia, for those who may be a bit skeptical, why the need for a life coach? So life coach, life coaching can help you find the answers you need to live that life, to find that balance. It's hectic. Every day is a struggle. We find ourselves unable to find order and satisfaction, and that can negatively impact your health. So whether you need help with a relationship, your career, or your overall well-being, life coaching may be a great way to achieve that happiness and therefore health. And also, over the last few years, coaching has grown in popularity. I'm finding that people are using it more to help them establish what areas their life they need to kind of declutter and I use this word because that's exactly what we do we need to declutter because we clutter our minds and our lives with things objects activities and it's just way too much for us so an interesting fact is 91% of people who set New Year's resolutions believe it or not never follow through Mm -hmm. however studies do show that with the help proper help of a life coach, you can achieve those some of those goals. So after hiring a life coach, 43.3% of people have reported an improvement in their quality of life. 67% are more aware and more self-aware, which translates into overall well-being and health. So what does a life coach provide that maybe, you know, your best friend can't? Okay, non-judgment, first of all. 
Okay, and sometimes people find it easier to speak to somebody who is completely on the outside, who doesn't have any pre-existing judgment of you. Or an invested interest, right? Right. And it will just help guide you. So give you those tips that you know. So one of the things that people do is create their own blockages. Okay, so they want something, but they feel that they can't achieve it for many reasons. Maybe they don't deserve it. Maybe they feel they can't afford it. Or maybe they just are in a situation where they just can't reach it. So a life coach can help you item those blockages and kind of remove them. All right. When we come back, the work of a life coach one-on-one. This is the Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 105.9 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. More with Dr. Claudia and the Wellness Prescription still to come. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKellar. Joining us on the show today is Dr. Lise Janelle. She is a human potential expert. Welcome to the show, Dr. Janelle. Tell us a little bit about what you do as a life coach. Well, uh, thank you for having me here. Um, yeah, life coach, and is there's such a broad spectrum. So human potential, I call myself a human potential expert because... As human beings, we can live our life either through our mind, through our emotions, or through our hearts. And we only experience happiness and a true sense of success when we come living from the heart. So what I do, everything I do is helping people uh, feel alive and well and connected and all the things that people are looking for from connecting with the heart. So we can also call me a a heart-centered success coach. <laughs> oh, I love that. That sounds really great. And that is right in line with how I practice in my own practice. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how uh, um, an experience with you would kind of pan out. Well, my background as a chiropractor, I did lots of mind-body work. And I got trained in doing a method called NET, which stands for Neuroemotional Technique. And if you like to watch Grey's Anatomy, uh, uh, Owen last yes. May had an experience with NET. So, But I have clients all over the world, even though I'm located downtown Toronto. And it was frustrating for me because if you do NET, do muscle testing, and you cannot find the emotions that are stuck, the beliefs that are working against a person's success and happiness. So I created the Heart Freedom Method from years of working, literally thousands of people one-on-one doing mind-body work. And the Heart Freedom Method allows you as a person to find what are the beliefs that works against you. For example, I had a world ski cup athlete come to see me. She had not placed in two years. And, you know, she's on the Olympic team, focusing her whole life on winning, having medals. And when I tested her on, I want to win, subconsciously, she was not congruent with that. Why? When we did the work, and that's what's fascinating, your, your subconscious mind is like a database, like a computer. You bring them back that moment, the memory just popped, and she remembered. When she was a little kid, um, she would win races, and her brothers were not winning. So her mom would hide her medals. Right. Oh, my. So that they wouldn't feel bad. She would, she would hide her medals. So now, as an adult, the Pavlovian condition response was your teammate become kind of like your siblings. Even your competitors can become like your siblings. So in the back of her mind, she was not going to be a good person if she won. Right. 
So I had to undo this, and we had two sessions, three sessions, and then she went and placed on the podium right after that. Wow. Unfortunately, it was the last race of the season. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, what, that's what I, like, most people are not aware that even though, like, an Olympic athlete is all focused on success, their whole life is dedicated to that, that subconsciously, if they have associated more pain than pleasure right. or more danger than safety to something you want consciously, you won't be able to have it. Because relatively speaking, your conscious mind that wants something is the size of a football. The subconscious mind, the football field. Right. So the subconscious mind is going to win. So I'm going to add to that because a couple weeks ago, prior to Thanksgiving, we had a huge uh, increase in numbers in our clinic. And I was, I'm always analyzing like what's happening in the practice. And I kind of associated it back because my clients are mostly women, my, my particular clients. And I kind of related it back to everybody was in a frantic, in a frenzy over Thanksgiving preparing the meal how are they going to get to it so unconsciously these women who were excited to have the family reunited were unconsciously giving themselves a reason not to engage right back pain neck pain the list was growing and they just couldn't get it done because unconsciously they just felt that they couldn't it was a source of stress for them Fully agree. Okay. I second that. <laughs> so, Dr. Janelle, in your own practice, it's not just about the elite athlete, though, is it? No. Um, anyone that wants to live a fulfilling life, I have mothers, often parents, want, they don't want to bring their own story into the rearing of their children, entrepreneurs, just people who want to live a fulfilling uh, life. Yeah, it's. I have a variety of everyone. My niche is people who are driven to live an amazing life. I love that because that's why we're here is to help people live an amazing life. Yes, yes. And that's why we would, that's why we are curious about if somebody want to schedule an appointment with you, how would that session look? Well, um, usually a session is half an hour and um, you just come and you tell me what you're working on and what you feel you're being blocked on. There are three clues. You have a subconscious belief working against you. Number one, you know what needs to be done, but you're not doing it. The famous procrastination. Procrastination, most of the time, is not because you're lazy or because you don't have willpower. It's because subconsciously you're afraid of getting what you want. That's clue number one. Clue number two, you do everything right, but it feels like drudgery. You really have to force yourself. You know, like going to the gym, it's like, oh, it's too much. Once you're there, you're okay, but oh. So there's resistance inside. You can feel it. Number three is you do everything right, but you keep getting the opposite result. <laughs> and I often see that in relationships, like people claiming that they want the soulmate, that they want this <laughs> loving relationships, and they always end up with someone who's emotionally available or who's not nice. And it's not a coincidence. If you keep attracting the same patterns in your life, it's because subconsciously you have created a belief about that. So it's half an hour. You tell me your goals. We find out what's prevent, what's going on, so I can clear you. And it's it's really cool. It's I just love it when when the key ultimately is to find a moment where you associated more pain than pleasure, and then we need to bring gratitude because gratitude is the key. And some of you might be listening to me thinking like how can I be grateful for like yesterday I was working with this woman her father died when she was seven years old and um, that was painful 
And the only way out of her experiencing this over and over again is to go get the big picture and find the blessings that came from that. No matter how painful an event was, we need to find the blessing in it. And I have a corny story, but it's the perfect corny story to explain <laughs> we love that. Please, yes. Yeah. <laughs> One day, a scientist is observing a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. It's a huge struggle. It takes hours and hours and hours. So, to be nice to the butterfly, he cuts the cocoon open. But by doing this, the butterfly has nothing to struggle against. So, the wings are weak, it can never fly, and it dies like that. And I, I use a symbol, I use the yin and the yang, you know, the Tao symbol. So there's the dark and the light. And it's always equal and opposite. The more intense the challenge is, the more the blessings come, the more the wings are built. And once we start going through life, looking at everything that's happened, because I've asked this to thousands of people, I ask them, raise your hand, because I, I do public speaking sometimes, and then, you know, raise your hands if you've never experienced huge challenges in your life. You know, there's 300 people in a room. Guess what? Only once, and there was a young lady, and she goes, me, but I'm scared <laughs> because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> so the idea, if we're smart as a human being, is not to avoid the dark side or and be infatuated with the light side. It's to learn to use both sides to our advantage. So when you face a challenge, you ask yourself, how is this guiding me? How is this building my wings? How is this helping me get where I want to go? And when you're feeling supported, you also have to keep it in perspective because otherwise it's so easy to want to stay in what feels nice and sweet. But that can hold us back just as much as being stuck and feeling poor me because we have a challenge. Dr. Janelle, tell us about your book, Conversation with yes. the Heart. Ah, Conversation with the Heart is a book I wrote because I wanted to help heal the hearts of people so they could maximize their life potential. We always want to do for others you know, what we needed to do for ourselves. <laughs> and my upbringing was not like a white picket fence story. And I wrote the book to help people find gratitude for anything they've ever experienced, but also to get them to understand what it takes to live a successful life. And again, I use the yin and the yang. That's why you see a heart mm. with the yin and the yang there. Is that the yin is the female principle of listening to the heart. And the yang is the male principle of acting. So if you want to live a successful life, it's very simple. But like all simple things, it's hard to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> First, you need to admit two things. Your heart wants you to know two things. First, you're worthy of love. The second thing, it wants you to admit your dreams and aspiration. And then it's about organizing our time and taking actions to making that happen. If you focus your life on making that happen, each day, each week, each year, it's just going to get better and better because you're just going to align your time, your action with what matters to you the most. And so... My work is a combination of consciously choosing to create your life and then finding the stories when you feel there's a block. I love it. My, my clients, they come to see and go, I know I have a block because I say this, but I'm not doing it or I can feel it. So when you combine clarity of goals, when you combine the clarity of also understanding that you are worthy of love, because is a baby worthy of love? Absolutely. Is 
a toddler in a terrible tooth still worthy of love? <laughs> yep. Yes. Is a 10-year-old, is a teenager worthy of love? Yes. That's questionable. <laughs> I'm, teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. At 30 years old. At what point do we stop being worthy of love? When we decided. Right. And that's what's important. So I'm on a, I'm on a mission to help people wake up from the illusion that what was happening to us was a reflection of our self-worth. So what I find is that there are two phases to human development. The first one is the unconscious, asleep, and fantile stage. The other one is the conscious, awake and mature. Everybody makes it to the first stage. Not everybody wakes up. And we usually wake up through a huge challenge, which is what happened to mm -hmm. me. When I was 28 years old, my father was diagnosed with terminal cancer, given nine months to live. Three weeks later, my 21-year-old brother died in a car accident. And then within a month of this, the man I thought I was going to marry, had been in a relationship for eight years, broke up with me. Wow. And it was like, oh, my God. Like I was flat as a pancake, and I was so painful. But that's what pushed me on the quest to understand what it takes to live an amazing life. So this is what happens in the first stage. If we are lucky, like, we can start to wake up and realize that every challenge that ever happened was there to push us until we could wake up and then start creating our life consciously, which is listening to the heart and acting on the heart. So, Do you need that trigger in your life, though? Do you need something to happen? That's such a good question. You either, again, it's the yin and the yang. You can wait for the baseball bat or you can use inspiration. Mm. Right. So if you're wise, you're not going to waste with the baseball bat. Start going now. It's like, check yourself. Am I happy? Am I following my heart? Am I really doing the things How I want to do? How many of us are that wise? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was reminded of this on Sunday when my very good friend just died like this. 57 years old. He's an architect, a sweetheart, so smart, kind, an athlete. He was playing water polo through a goal in, went underwater, and that was it. And that's when you go, wow, Wow! you really take a tally of your life and you go, if that was going to happen to me, would I be okay with my life? Did I do the things I wanted? Because I think that's the this question, like when we take our last breath and you look back at your life, if you can say, did I love, was I loved, and did I use it well? Did I do everything I could? Then you had a successful life. So as a mother of young children... Um, my biggest goal is to make sure not to protect my children because I am aware that they need to have those. You don't want to cut the cocoon. That's right. You don't want to. Exactly. I love that analogy. But do you suggest that we teach, start teaching our children from a very young age that those ups and downs and those successes and those downfalls are just part of growing up and are going to push you and propel you into that beautiful phase of your life into adulthood? I love this question. That's a wise, loving mother question. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I was just working with this little kid, seven years old. His parents you know, are coaching with me and they decided they wanted to bring their, their kid. And I used the butterfly in the cocoon story. Right. And then you can, you know, you can really get them excited about this. It's like, okay, so you tell them the story. It's like, right now I know you're scared, but do you think you could build your wings? Because mommy loves you or daddy loves you so much. And I want you to live an amazing life. And to live an amazing life, we got to build your wings. So that's one way. Okay. The other thing is 
when they come home and someone was mean, which is what happened to the little boy. He was at school and a little boy told him he was ugly. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. So oh. then what you have to do with your kid is you go, since you're worthy of love, why did this happen? And then it's a total different story than, you know, what's wrong with me for this to happen? And then you can really make them conscious and you can really help your kids be bulletproof because as long as we're looking to the outside world, which is what happens when, you, when we're on the unconscious phase, because when you're born, if you cry and mommy or daddy comes, I'm queen or king of the world. Right. But if you cry and nobody comes, what's wrong with me? And if I cry and cry and cry and cry and nobody comes, it hurts so much, I'm going to stop asking for what I want. Right. You remember the two parts of listening to the heart? First, you're worthy of love. The other one is admitting your dreams and aspiration. And a lot of people stop there because it hurts too much. What if I ask for what I want and I can't get it? And, and then mommy has the audacity to have another baby. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what's wrong with me? And then you go to school and your best friend is your best friend, but the following day, someone has a better toy and you are in the back of the class all of a sudden. So as, and then you're 17 years old. Finally, someone sees how amazing you are and then it breaks up naturally. Now you're crushed. And so as long as we're looking to the outside world to tell us if we're worthy of not, we're at the mercy of the winds. That's why this is a dangerous phase. It's a necessary phase because it drives us, but then at some point we better wake up from it and start listening to our heart, and that becomes our compass, our way of guiding ourselves. That's how we can be safe, and that's how as a mom, if you can give this to your kid, the ability to be inner-driven, You've done an amazing job. And I guess the message is let them build their wings. Yes, exactly. Dr. Janelle, thank you so much for being here. Oh, that was my incredible. Pleasure. And if our listeners want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Um, it's easy. You can go drlisejanelle.com. If you have a hard time spelling it, you can go centerforheartliving.com. Excellent. And also get your book there as well. Yes, you can get my, my book on Amazon. It's there, but you'll get it faster if you order, order it <laughs> from my office. That's awesome. That's Thank terrific. You. We could talk to you forever. And Dr. Claudia, just before we wrap up the show, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can reach me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or at my website, thecenterforhealth.ca. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.